Welcome to this episode of the award-winning Best of the Left podcast. We are in the middle of a membership drive for the month of July, so I am sharing some samples of our most recent and less recent members-only bonus shows in which all of the minds behind the production of Best of the Left get together for a lively and usually darkly humorous roundtable discussion. During July, our memberships are on sale for 20% off, so if you've been on the fence about supporting the show, or maybe you just found us but you already know you want to hear more, now is the time to sign up and lock in that discounted rate for the lifetime of your membership. Sign up through our site or on Patreon. You can find all the details by clicking through the big banner at the top of bestoftheleft.com, and there's also a link in the show notes. Thanks, and enjoy today's sample. I think that's the the key is we we call it universal instead of free because it's not free. Yeah, we're all working for it one way or another. Like even the people that are home can't work, whatever they're doing something. Everybody's contributing in some way, some somehow. It's universal because we all earned it. It's for all of us. That's the the separation. We got to get past the individual pulled myself up by my bootstraps nonsense. No, everybody is connected. Everybody has to be a part of a society and universal is a better word than free free mm-hmm. i don't know why it has a negative connotation but it does for whatever reason but universal and that's why they try so hard the republican party tries so hard to means test everything so then it's just the poor who are getting this stuff that they clearly don't deserve and right. i'm paying for it and i'm not even getting it like let's get rid of that The first person I ever spoke with who opposed like universal public school and, and, you know, collectively paying for education was a like tyrant of a small man I knew, you know, years and years ago. And his basic argument, you know, it wasn't like any more thoughtful or detailed than you would imagine. He just thought like, Hey, I don't want to pay for other people's kids. Like I'll, I'll pay for my stuff. You pay for your stuff. I don't want to, to have to contribute to other people. And like, like he had kids, but I think maybe one of his arguments is like, but what if I didn't have kids? Then I really wouldn't want to pay for it. His job, firefighter. (laughs) (laughs) Of course it was. Uh, Of course it was. But I have come prepared to save the day. I actually have a positive news story to slip in here. I read on LGBTQNation.com that some neo-Nazis tried to disrupt a pride festival. They got humiliated when challenged to a push-up contest. Oh, my God. And they were twerked out of the parade. (laughs) Yes. They they ended up trying to walk away in shame and go to like a bar or something and were refused service in establishment mm-hmm. after establishment after establishment and crazy. eventually walked to their cars where they were followed by a person, like a very brave person with a camera to get their license plates to identify everybody. Unequivocally Amazing. positive news story. They were challenged to a push-up guy. Co- yes, and to create the imagery for you. It wasn't just a, they did five over the other persons. They were doing them faster. They freaking yeah. demolished the other. And I think- Kept going. Forget, yeah. <laughs> they forget that 
like while they're stereotypes like gay people black people any minority group they have a variety like we're all not cookie cutters so yeah yeah there's people who are in the military there's super fit people right, <laughs> like, right. there's a whole variety and <laughs> this guy also looked like maybe he shouldn't have stepped up for the push-up like yeah. maybe he, he should have known that wasn't his lane <laughs> So, so in the Nazi's defense, he he saw a guy wearing a pink shirt and thought, "Oh, I'm definitely more manly than the guy wearing the pink shirt," because you know he can't can't be and man. Schooled, yeah. You know, the only thing that would have been better is if he was wearing a thong like that. <laughs> Every pride henceforth will play this video of the thong just going up and down. <laughs> That would have been better. But the video as is, the best part about it to me was the joy and fun and just celebration that the pride goers were having and the absolute misery and joylessness of the Nazis. And that's like, yeah. it, I mean, it couldn't have summed up better those two worldviews. Like Joyless everybody's, we love, everybody's <laughs> yeah, be who you are, love, love you as you are. And no, conform, be rigid, do this one right. thing. And that's like, hey, and then they why don't you push put ups, on? which yeah. are yeah. restrictive. And they're like, oh, we're going to push up. <laughs> Go put on a rainbow shirt and have a good time, man. You would, they'd be so and, much happier. And like, not only that, the guy who's doing the push ups also looks like he's having a great time. <laughs> having a great time. <laughs> having a great time. Out there. He, he was still doing yeah. the, the clap push ups, like 25. <laughs> that, into his yeah. set. Oh my god, I can't yeah. believe I missed this. I'm gonna have to look at something. It's gr it's great. It is great. So getting back to Christians defending the institution of marriage, this is this is sort of the companion piece to their concern over marriage declining, Christianity declining. This is one of their primary strategies to make marriage more, well, not attractive, but at least not escapable if you make the mistake of getting into one. Rolling Stone reported on the next front in the GOP's war on women, no-fault divorce, which I have to admit, I mean, I'm not married, haven't really looked into it that much, and I think that it they pretty much wrapped up the battle for no-fault divorce mostly before I was politically conscious. So it was like that long ago that we basically settled this. Feminists of the days of yore were fighting this battle for decades. The, the basic idea, if you're not familiar, was like in order to get divorced in the past, you had to have a good reason. Or, you know, you're your partner had to agree to it or a judge had to agree to it, which seems a little wild in the land of the free, but that was the idea. And so now that we have universal no-fault divorce, people are starting to think, hmm, maybe that's a bad idea. Maybe uh, maybe people shouldn't be allowed to get divorced, you know, like for the people. good of the children. That's That's yeah. sort of the argument. Okay. So, people quote marks. Oh yeah. I mean, just like, <laughs> like either person, just like totally, you know, yeah. you know, could, could go either way. Either person in a marriage might 
want to leave and shouldn't be allowed to. This is another one of those things. I'm so confused. Why would you want to be with someone who does not want to be with you anymore? If you don't think of them as a, a, a partner, a equal, whatever, I guess that makes sense. But it's hard to wrap my mind around why you want, want to marry someone that you wanted to have as like a servant, I guess, or what I, yeah. I'm not even sure what to describe that relationship dynamic would be. Dion, I'm a little concerned. I think you're not doing your due diligence to Jenny. Like, <laughs> it is to control her, to tell her how to go about. Like, you can't keep her safe if she's not bending to your will and doing yeah. as you want. Yeah. Um, so I'm a little worried about what you have going on in your marriage. Well, I'm definitely not trying that. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> the, the best line from this article from Rolling Stone, so like they've they've got a perspective on it. Despite its deeply embarrassing premise that the only way <laughs> <Yeah>. to retain <laughs> a partner is to literally trap them in the relationship, yeah. right wing blowhards have been embracing arguments against no fault divorce. It should be very embarrassing. Don't yeah. you see how you sound? Yeah. And I feel like they're missing like what else is happening because on one hand you have the decline of marriage, but they're still worried about divorces. Like we're not even going to enter that shit again, make it no fault. More people will not want to get married. That sounds awful. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, from their perspective, the cure is worse than the disease that they think like we need to defend marriage. Therefore let's make it a trap. Yeah. And everyone (laughs) will know, you know, like (laughs) people, people can know what laws are. They have the internet. They can't see quite around that corner to realize, oh, that's going to make people not want to get married. Do you think they'll try to do it in a quiet way? Like, do you think this will be one of their things that they're pushing, but, you know, while screaming about something else, while directing attention elsewhere? See, I think there's a pretty sizable disconnect between the religious right and people like um, Crowder. Like, what's his name again? Steve, Steven Steven Crowder, Crowder is is prominently highlighted in name, that but yeah. article. Um but he's, you know, the men's rights world is not necessarily aligned with like conservative Christian agendas, right? Not so perfectly. just like not perfectly. And so there are instances where like there are going to be some people who recognize that this actually doesn't all line up well, but there is a scary movement of men's rights activists who are creating their own thing (laughs) and really working to be powerful and convince judges to be on their side and seem to be gaining some traction. Like there is a judge who is down with this that was mentioned in the article. There's probably more, you know, and where do they fall on the political spectrum is not so neat as we, as it used to be, I guess, in these things. One thing I just wanted to, as a fun anecdote to this horrific story (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we learned while chatting about this topic with um, one of Jay's friend's moms that we met recently, she she pointed out that Marilyn Monroe had to move to Nevada and establish residency for six weeks in order to divorce her husband at the time. And I had never heard that story. But like, she, you know, her point was like, you know, even famous women with lots of money <laughs> were still living under these rules before we had more no-fault divorce and had to do things like that if they could. Now, how many women couldn't move to Nevada for six weeks to leave their husbands, but she could. 
but she still had to is the point because legally she was in a bind beware the like soft language of no fault divorce like Stephen Crowder is a perfect example of this he was complaining that his you know they have no fault divorce and there's nothing I can do he had plenty of fucking fault he right. was an abuser, like emotionally at the at the least. And who knows what's going on behind close. But, they, you know, he's a rich man. They have one vehicle that she has to beg to use. Mm. Like there's all kinds of stuff going on. He has plenty yeah. of fault. So if they're going to change it to no fault divorce, that'll probably include, you know, abuse not being a fault. Like let's let's it has to be serious. Like, you know, someone got shot or like something, something severe, like. So to clarify, no fault divorce is what we have and is good. They're arguing against, they're saying there has to be a fault. Right. And he would still in, in that case, still that have plenty of fault and go before a judge and the judge be like, yeah, you're abusive. But in his mind, just the fact that she's saying, stop abusing me is, is her just being unreasonable and trying to leave. That is it for today's sample of one of our members-only bonus episodes. Members get the full episodes, of course, in addition to there being bonus clips and chapter markers in all of our regular episodes to make the clips easier to identify and navigate between. Remember that only for the month of July, we are running a membership drive and offering 20% off our usual membership price, and you get to keep that discount for the life of your membership. So don't miss this opportunity and sign up today at bestoftheleft.com support, or just just follow the link in the show notes. We're a small team with a small budget and every dollar really does mean a lot to us. So thanks for listening and thanks for considering supporting us with a membership.